0: Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, June 20th, 2022. Stand up for your country. On Saturday, Joe Biden fell off his bike in Delaware. Some people were happy about that. I wrote a message of the day. I can't tell now between my columns and my messages. I wrote a message of the day, which you can access. Anybody can do it. You don't have to be a BillOReilly.com premium member to read the message. It's there every morning. Um, and I think you'll find it interesting the way that I positioned uh, the bike fall. Of course, No word News pretty much ignored it uh, as we expect, but it does mean something. And that is the subject of the Talking Points Memo, kind of. All right. So President Biden should resign. I said should because the country is heading in a bad place. We're already there, really. They say recession. We're in a recession. Not officially, but on the consumer front. Do you know anybody who hasn't cut back spending? Everybody I know is cut back spending. That's a recession. When your spending recedes and when the corporation's hiring recedes, profits recede, Not all profits, gas companies are gouging, and they're making a lot of money. But anyway, for the working men and women of America, we're in a recession. So uh, two years ago, we were in a boom. Not anymore. And where Biden won't admit it's his fault, it is. And we all know that. It's his fault. Ridiculous energy policies, uh, inability to correct problems quickly, Uh, no vision at all. I mean, just here's how absurd this is. And I mean, this is something out of Mad Magazine. Remember Mad Magazine? So one of Biden's solutions to tamping down inflation is raising taxes on corporations. Well, as everybody knows, when corporations have to pay more tax, they pass that along to the consumer, the extra cost. That's what corporations do. (laughs) So you said to Biden, like, you know, Already, working men and women can't afford to live in a meaningful way because you're paying so much money for fuel and food. And now you want to make the working people pay more? I mean, this isn't Cuba where all the private industry is controlled by the government. Not a far left would like it to be Cuba. That's what they're going for, but it's not. So right now, uh, if you add in shrinkflation, which is, you know, when you go to the grocery store, you get far less for the same money that you used to. About 11 percent. All right. And a wholesale price index came out last week. Ten point eight percent. That means it's going up another three percent everything in the short term. So by Labor Day, we'll be paying three percent more for gas and food. And already people can't afford it. So anyway, Biden should quit. He can just, he should just say, look, I'm almost 80. I tried, but I can't do it. And for the good of America, I'm going to resign. Will that happen? Not in the short term. But listen to me here. After November, when the Republicans take both houses of Congress, Joe Biden's administration is over. It's done. So they have to look ahead to the next administration. It's not going to be Biden. He's not going to run again, no matter what. If he signs an executive order, it'd be immediately challenged in federal court and the Republican House and Senate are not going to pass anything he puts forth unless it's a terror attack or something like that. OK, so he's finished. So the Democratic Party, with this black cloud hanging over it, they've got to get rid of Biden. And it's already happening. You already hear it from guys like David Axelrod, who was Obama's consigliere. So Biden, after the midterms, when it's over, I think in 23, you might hear, look, uh, Joe Biden has to resign because of health reasons. Health reasons. Now, everybody goes, oh, I don't want Kamala Harris. It'll be worse. doesn't matter. Vice President Harris would be a placeholder No chance of getting a nomination in 24. That would be suicide for the Democratic Party. Ms. Harris has demonstrated she cannot do the job as vice president. How could she do it as president? She's inarticulate. She's out of touch. She doesn't know very much. Her frame of reference is very narrow. Just imagine O'Reilly, Kamala Harris, 45-minute interview. Just picture that and what that scenario would come out to be. Okay, so I say there's a 30% chance that Joe Biden will resign in 23 due to health reasons. He doesn't want to, but the Democratic Party is in such bad shape, he may, the pressure might get too much. All right, latest Rasmussen poll just out, approved 41% of Biden's job performance, has approved 58%. USA Today poll. Out last week, approved 39 percent, disapproved 58. So you see where the overall numbers are. And that is the subject. That is a talking points memo, I should say. President Biden's schedule today, nothing. It's Monday. It's Monday. It's nothing. He came back from Delaware, 45th anniversary with Jill Biden, uh, fell off his bike, went to mass on Sunday, came out of mass, did a little two-step to show he's okay. Uh, and now he came back to the White House today, and he had nothing on his schedule. But that's not unusual. If you watch the No Spin News, you know we do this every day, and he never had anything on his schedule unless somebody flies in to see him. Um, now, there are two blocks that voted Democrat against Trump in 2020, and that really tilted the election. One is Asian Americans' fastest-growing political bloc in the U.S.A., According to Pew Research, Biden now has a 53 percent approval rating in the Asian community, 47 disapproved. However, however, Biden's approval margin in the election was 37 points lower than it is now. So among Asian Americans, Biden's lost 37 percent favorability. Now that's a smaller voting block, but here's the big one. Hispanics. Big voting block, along with African Americans. So you combine African Americans and Hispanic, you're up around 30%. Uh, Quinnipiac poll, early June. Do you approve or disapprove the way Biden has handled his job? This is Hispanics. Approved 24, disapproved 58. That is a disastrous number. Disastrous. And so, if Asians and Hispanics bolt the Democratic Party, the Democrats are left with African Americans, white liberals, and that's it. And unions. That's it. They can't survive. Joining us now uh, from Carlsbad, California, just north of San Diego, is our pal Ruben Navarrete. He's a journalist and founder of Navarrete Sonic Podcast Network, NSPN. And Ruben reminded me before uh, the program that we have been chatting with each other for 20 years, which is why (laughs) Ruben is so much smarter now than he was 20 years ago. That's right. I'm taking full credit, Ruben. All right. So you see these terrible numbers in a Hispanic community and you attribute them to what?
1: Bill, great to be back with you. I attribute them to three small things and one big thing. The three small things is uh, it's a bad economy, bad decisions by Joe Biden, uh, high gas prices. They're all affecting Latinos. We're an entrepreneurial business class. Um, the issues, number two, the issues have been bad for Biden. He seems to pick the issues that don't resonate with Latinos. He puts his weight behind climate change. And suddenly the democratic party is talking about transgender athletes and, uh, defunding the police and issues that aren't resonating with Latinos. And lastly, in the minor category, I'll say, um, there's a tendency among Democrats to treat African-Americans and Latinos. You mentioned it earlier as if they were the same and they're not the same. They have different perspectives on things like progressive prosecutors or defunding the police. Uh, certainly on CRT, right? Critical race theory. So it's been a bad fit for Democrats to try to say, well, you're all non-white. You must have that in common. We'll treat you all the same. It's as if, Bill, a hundred years ago, the Democratic Party had said, we're going to take the uh, Italian Americans and the Irish Americans in Boston and treat them the same. And we'll just call them Northeast ethnics, right? Uh, Because it's convenient. It's not going to work. But here's the big reason. I said there was a big reason. Bill, here's how politics works, as you well know. Nobody gets any votes unless their opponent gives them an opening. The Democratic Party has given the Republican Party a huge opening with Hispanics because they do not understand my community. They've taken my community for granted. They've neglected us, ignored us. Uh, It's amazing the amount of loyalty Latinos have shown to the Democratic Party in the last 15 presidential elections going back to 1960. Democrats have always gotten the majority of the Latino vote. And in return, they've delivered very little to Latinos. So those are the big reasons why you're seeing what you're seeing.
0: But the way the Democratic Party is structured now with the progressives in charge, very, very very hard to persuade Latinos that the Democrats are on their side for one really big reason. A lot of Latin voters in America are religious based. They're all Catholic. Okay. Now, not right. not all of them practice, but the uh, tenet of traditional Christianity slash traditional family, and you come from one, yeah. a traditional right. family, right. that is totally opposite what the progressives are putting forth. And you mentioned you mentioned you mentioned right. CRT, you mentioned the social agenda where uh, traditions are just banished everywhere. So even if the economy were decent, um, Latinos have got a cultural problem with the Democratic Party, correct?
1: Yes, they do. And here, I'll put a finer point on it, Bill. It has to do with authority figures. Latinos, for better or for worse, we fall in line behind authority figures. We have strong families around a strong father figure, typically, right? And and we have uh, oftentimes very strict fathers who take that responsibility very seriously. So we fall in line between uh, behind the Catholic Church, which is about authority figures, about between, behind police officers and police who are about authority figures. We're never going to be in favor of defunding the police. You know as, as you know, I believe it was your grandfather was a police officer, my father was a cop. Uh, you come from a culture and the Irish Americans are like this along with the Mexican Americans, where you're raised around law enforcement, you know we're raised to respect authority. So I think there is a cultural bent there that works against the Democrats and their current configuration, you're right.
0: Now, one issue that has alienated independent voters of all stripes uh, is the border, the open border. But the Democratic Party puts forth that the Hispanic American community generally want right. the open border. They don't want stringent border enforcement. They like sanctuary cities. Is that true in your opinion?
1: Yeah, so that's not true. I'm going dif- to disagree with you that there is an open border. I don't believe there is. I've never believed it. I've covered immigration for over 30 years. We can't spend $60 billion a year at the Department of Homeland Security with about 15 billion of it going to border enforcement and then say we have an open border. Uh, yeah, people will always find a way to come here. I don't believe that Joe Biden is sort of responsible for the quote, open border, but you're absolutely right about the bigger point, which is Latinos favor security. They live along the border. And many of them are border patrol agents. Half the border patrol agents are Hispanic. And also you bring up a really important point uh, Bill. We talk about the Latino vote. See, there are 62 million Latinos in the country But the real game is among the 60% of those folks, two-thirds almost, who are Mexican or Mexican-American. And this is really important for your viewers to understand, Bill. We're not talking in this segment about the Latino vote as relates to Cuban-Americans and Colombians who always vote Republican or the Dominicans and Puerto Ricans in the Northeast who always vote Democrat. No, the game is over the Mexicans and Mexican-Americans who are totally in play. They're the swing voters. They're the ones who are up for grabs. That's the Latino vote.
0: Okay, and all... uh Latino voters, as with uh, working whites and blacks, are getting hurt by this terrible inflation. But I'm going to challenge you on the open border. Okay. So um, Donald Trump took him three years, but he finally got the Remain in Mexico policy, which meant that anyone entering the United States um, claiming asylum, asking for asylum, had to wait in Mexico. That stopped the caravans. It stopped the mass migration. It stopped a lot of the um, smuggling because the Border Patrol was not overwhelmed by these unbelievably large migrant caravans. And they all got here and wanted asylum. So Trump stopped it for 12 months. And you saw the numbers go like this, go down, of the Border Patrol encounters. First day in office, Biden knocks that out for no reason. And then later, a federal judge orders Biden to reinstate it. Biden had to reinstate it, but didn't didn't cooperate with it. Still not. So therefore, on the border, you have record numbers of migrants crossing being encountered by the Border Patrol, which is now overwhelmed by the numbers because there are millions of people. Narcotics is coming in here at record because they don't have enough personnel to stop the narcotics. The cartels, as you know, control both the people and the drug smuggling. This is salad days for the Mexican drug cartels. They love Biden. They've never made more money. So I'm telling you, when I use the word open border, it's not that the border patrol is saying, oh, come on, everybody. Biden's policy has overwhelmed our ability to stop the migrants. You wouldn't disagree with that.
1: So here's what I would say. It goes back to a conversation you and I have had for many years. There's a disagreement between sealing the border, which will never happen, and securing the border, which can happen. But even when we secure the border, even under Trump, let's say, you still have people coming across. You always not have them as coming many. Across. Though, not nearly there as are people, many. There are tunnels. Well, you remember the big rush in 2018 under Trump? There was a big rush where people came in. 2014 under Obama, then 2018 over under Trump. People will find a way to get through. The problem I'm having, Bill, is Joe Biden and the Democratic Party lie their pants off when it comes to immigration. Let's just be blunt, okay? They BS everybody. They want to have it both ways. They want to pretend to be sort of open border. We're very welcoming, vote for us Latinos. But behind the scenes, they're doing things like photocopying some of the Trump policies. On Remain in Mexico, I'll go right to that. Yeah, Joe Biden, when he was forced by a judge, he he re-implemented the Remain in Mexico policy. But he didn't let anybody know that he included the Haitians in there. He went further than the judge wanted him to go. So Joe Biden is really much more of an immigration restrictionist than he pretends to be. But the reason people get fooled by that bill is because he wants to have it both ways. Obama was the same way. Obama was, he deported three million people, Obama. But he convinced the left, oh, I'm very open border, you know, I'm very supportive of Latinos. No, 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 they, they're lying their pants off, Bill. And when Democrats tell you something about immigration, it's not true, it's a lie. And so when they say we're for an open border,
0: don't believe them, it's a lie. All right, Ruben, always provocative and we appreciate the uh, 20 years of uh, loyalty to us. You and, bet, pal. Uh, you stay well, and uh, hopefully, we'll talk soon. Thank you. You too, my friend. Take care. All right. The airline disaster continues over the weekend. This is uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm not even counting today. About 22,000 flights delayed across the country, cancellations about 3,300. Disaster. Okay. Unacceptable. Now, the airlines, all oh, the weather, there's a cloud. You know, it's cloudy. Don't believe it. Now, you remember that me, your humble correspondent, on April 1st, April Fool's Day, I blew this thing to pieces because the jet blue flight that I was taking to the Caribbean was five hours delayed and they kept lying to us. What's well, the weather? So weather, a Delta going in the same place just took off and they weren't delayed at all. And then I found out they didn't have a pilot. They didn't have a pilot to fly the plane. Now, that went worldwide. They call it viral. And I don't care. I did the right thing. The guy was lying. I told him to his face to knock it off, and there were people suffering. Okay, same thing has happened. Two and a half months later. same thing. Here's what I said on April 13th. Do you get the feeling that things are totally out of control? Because I do. Now, what Buddha judge should do? Is tell all American Airlines, you either improve your on-time performance, stop canceling flights because you don't have pilots and flight personnel, or we're going to fine you. So now, Buddha Judge finally, two and a half months later, and remember, supply and chain problems, Buddha Judge. All right. This is a guy who was mayor of South Bend, Indiana, where his biggest decision on any Thursday was should we open the playground. All right. He can't do the job just like his boss, Biden. Same thing. So Buttigieg is trying to fly to New York from Washington to meet with some of the airline companies and his flights canceled. So he has to drive and he finally gets here and does an interview. Go the airlines got a lot of aid during the pandemic. You believe now they need to improve their performance.
1: Look, uh, a lot of taxpayer funding went to the aviation sector to keep these airlines up and running. Now the demand is coming back. It's no small challenge to get up and running, but uh, I have uh, high expectations that uh, the airlines will be able to meet that challenge.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, I have high expectations. Only be going on for six months. But I, I, they're going to turn it around, these guys. And then this pinhead goes to the airport and his flight's canceled. Karma. Now, Buddha judge could stop this cold. He could say if the airline has a scheduled flight and there's no flight personnel and it doesn't tell consumers 48 hours before, We're fining them $100,000, $500,000, whatever it may be. You start taking money out of the airlines, they'll clean up their act. I have high expectations. Look, we're at a nadir, word of the day, nadir, in the federal government. Now, they are as incompetent and inefficient as I've ever seen in my lifetime. That includes Jimmy Carter. Unbelievable. Supreme Court. Okay, so the Supreme Court goes on vacation on June 30th, a week from Thursday, and they don't come back until October 3rd. That's a nice vacation. Can I get that deal? You guys would miss me. If I were gone that long, you'd miss me, I know, on radio and television. So there are two cases they have to rule upon, and I told my staff this morning in the meeting, I said, look, this could come at any time, and if it comes on the abortion, we got to blow up the show, and we'll, we'll, we'll be there. The first case is the guns. So two men here in New York State, where I am, um, they sued and said the New York State carry law, concealed carry, is unconstitutional. Because New York State makes it just about impossible. For anyone to carry a concealed pistol, you can't do it here. Um, So, the uh, two guys from Rensselaer County, that's upstate New York, they suit. Supreme Court has to rule on it. And if they rule that the New York State concealed carry law is unconstitutional, everything opens up. Second one, as you know, is the abortion. This is Mississippi. Mississippi wants to ban all abortions after 15 weeks. Okay? Roe v. Wade prevents that. So they sued the state of Mississippi, and the uh, judges, justices, have to decide whether to kick all abortion law back to the states, which is the constitutionally accurate thing to do. So abortion is not enumerated in the Constitution. In Roe v. Wade, they came up with, well, it's a right to privacy. Say anything about that in the Constitution. There's no right to privacy in constitution. All right? You right to be secure in your homes. I guess if you stretch it, that's what they did. But if it's not specifically stated, then the Tenth Amendment says goes to the states to decide. And that's what's going to happen, I predict. Now, when that happens, every loon, nutcase, pro-abortion zealot is going to be out there causing trouble. They're already causing trouble. As you know, over the weekend, if you probably heard this, Amy Coney Barrett, Supreme Court Justice, they went to her home. They threw fake blood on her house. Okay? I mean, come on. And this, this is Rise Up for Abortion Rights. This is a banner group. There are two militant groups under that banner. Jane's Revenge and Ruth Sent Us. So last week, after a Buffalo clinic was firebombed now the clinic all the clinic did in buffalo was refer pregnant women to where they wanted to be referred to an abortion clinic or an adoption agency that's all they did and these were medical professional women running this clinic was firebombed by this uh James revenge group they took credit for it here's what i said go so this is uh a threat. Who's covered in the media? Nobody but Fox News. Everybody's ignored it. Even though in Buffalo, New York, they firebombed a clinic that was referring pregnant women to adoption agencies. Violent? Terror. Where's the Justice Department? Where's Merrick Garland? Merrick Garland. White supremacy all day long, okay. OK, fine. Keep an eye on them. This group is actively doing it. Where are you? Merrick Garland. Where's the press conference? Yeah. Where is it? Well, the FBI finally, finally has swung into action. They issued a statement. Now, this comes from Garland because he runs the FBI. He's, you know, the FBI works for the Justice Department. So here is the quote from the FBI. And this was after my terror analysis. The FBI says, quote, We are investigating a series of attacks and threats, targeting pregnancy resource centers and faith-based organizations across the country. The FBI takes all threats seriously. We continue to work closely with the law enforcement partners. We Remain vigilant to protect our communities. We'd like to remind members of the public if they observe anything suspicious or have information about potential threats, report to law enforcement immediately, call the FBI office or submit a tip to tip whatever. Okay. So finally, they had to acknowledge that this is happening. That's step one. No Merrick Garland, no. Where are you, Merrick? You on vacation October 2? Now, once that Supreme Court ruling comes down, they're going to have to ring the Supreme Court building, the homes of all nine justices. You're going to have to put armed people right out front and you're going to have other violence. You wait, there's going to be violence. Donald Trump. So the January 6th committee trying to destroy him so he doesn't run again. We've all been through this. Everybody knows this. All right. Now, this morning, I listened to uh, CBS uh, National News on the radio. Okay, comes on early and I want to find out what the corporate media is headlining. Here's what they had this morning. Go.
1: Four days before the attack on the Capitol, former President Trump tried to pressure the man who administers elections in Georgia to change the results.
0: I just want to find 11,780 votes.
1: On Tuesday, the recipient of that call, Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, will be a witness as the committee investigating the Capitol insurrection focuses its fourth public hearing on Trump's interference with local election officials.
0: Okay, that is so overstated and distorted, it's hard to believe. Trump wanted to find 11,780 votes because he believed there was fraud in the state of Georgia. And he believed that his vote was suppressed, that people who voted for him in certain places didn't have their votes counted. That is what Trump believed. And he is entitled to his belief not been able to back it up so far. We've reported that accurately, but that is what he believes. So he calls Raffensberger and says, I just want to find 11,780 votes because he believes that they were suppressed. That's not a criminal thing. If anything, it's a fallacious opinion. That's all. So they're trying to hang this conspiracy, this is exactly what they did in the two impeachments that fell flat. Trump's not going to be charged with anything here. There's no evidence of the way it is we would have all seen it. Okay, so ABC News does a poll. Uh, You know, as you may know, Donald Trump encouraged his supporters to march to U.S. Capitol on January 6th with a riot follow. You think Trump should be charged with a crime? 58% yes, 40% no. Bogus, (laughs) it's totally bogus. Now, how do I know? Ready, 545 adults. That's it, that's all, 545. You don't do a poll with 545 people in a nation of 330 million. And you don't know where though, that could have been San Francisco. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Boy, it's Another poll. Belief in God. Gallup. 1,007 adults. All right? Do you believe in God? 81% of Americans yes, 17 no. Past believe in God years. 2016, Six years ago, 89% of Americans in 2016 believed in God. Now it's 81. 2011, 92. 1967, 98. So we're becoming a more atheistic nation. And why wouldn't we? Because that's the whole culture. It's all about you. And no God, I'm going to be about you, whatever you want. No sin, no good and evil. Whatever you want is good. Whatever you want is good. That's the secular media. That's the progressive left. That's it. Individual is everything. I recently had my eye examined because I had little things going on that they fixed. And, and I, the doctor, you know, all these doctors, they want to explain everything to you, even if you don't want to hear it. But I was that kind of interested, the intricacy of the eye. And you doctors watching me tonight, you know this, and nurses. The intricacies of the eye and the human body. And a meteor did it? A meteor just hit a little paramecium and and that's how all this came about? Right. Right, Bill Maher. Right. I said to my uh, urchins yesterday, if you don't believe in God, then you're the dumbest kid on the block. The Athletic is an internet uh, sports agency. They have told their employees, quote, we don't want to stop people from having a voice and expressing themselves. We just need to keep it from tipping over into the political space. Sports Illustrated, ESPN, they've become very political. They've lost droves of viewers and readers, okay? Sports people don't want it. They don't want politics rammed down their throat, right wing or left wing. See, so athletics don't do it. This day in history, Juneteenth, national holiday today, okay? So it marks the end of slavery in the USA. Now, this is a worthy federal holiday because slavery was the worst thing that this country has ever had. There's nothing close. It's not a close second. You don't enslave human beings. So how did it come about? First boatload of captives arrived from Africa. It went through Senegal. If you ever go to Africa, Senegal is a good place. You could see where the, they were transported. Arabs controlled a lot of the slave trade. They just snatched up, kidnapped uh, blacks uh, in Africa, the tribes. There was no organized government then. It was easy to kidnap them because they had guns. Blacks didn't. Um, and they brought them to the coast, the Afri- uh, west coast of Africa, and they sailed them over here. August 1619, first slaves arrived in Jamestown, Virginia. 1807, four million slaves here in the USA of them in the South. There were were some in the North, but the agrarian economy where the slaves worked were in the South. Okay, 1865, three years after Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, the last slaves were free. You know where they were? Galveston, Texas. So US Grant orders uh, the Union troops into Galveston to free 250 slaves was still being held because the people of Texas didn't even know the Civil War was over. And so that was the last vestiges of slavery in Galveston, Texas. And that's what Juneteenth marks. All right. The anniversary of that. Now, Walmart, uh, in honor of Juneteenth, put out an ice cream flavor. No. No. Walmart didn't mean anything by it. It was a swirled red velvet cheesecake flavor, Juneteenth ice cream. No, this is far too serious for that. And Walmart recognized the mistake uh, quickly and then pulled it, but no. Okay, we have a lively mail segment. Then I'm going to tell you about a little confrontation I had in 7-Eleven for the final thought. Back in a moment. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's eight seven seven four 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 gold or text GOLD to 65532. This episode is made possible by PWC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PWC helps turn sustainability theory into real world action. Reduce your carbon
1: footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to
0: identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Let's go to the mail. Sam Murrow, Tallahassee, Florida. Joe Biden is definitely a disaster. Just look at my IRA account, down 13%, another 20% this year to date. I feel your pain, Sam. Everybody's in the same boat. Hang tough. Don't do anything. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. Patricia Morrell, Logan, Utah. If abortion rights go back to the states, what will that decision do to Planned Parenthood's federal funding? Nothing. Planned Parenthood purports that it is a women's health organization overall with a whole bunch of services apart from abortion, so that won't influence it at all. Ruth Brock, Jordan Valley, Israel. O'Reilly, I don't understand your advocacy for the red flag laws. Normally, you see down the road is what will happen. What I see is that left-wingers will accuse conservatives who have guns of being unfit to have those guns. Ruth, it's a, I support red flag laws only in the individual states. So in Israel, you don't have individual states. There's one federal government calls the shots. here. Red flag laws are not going to be passed by the federal government. It will never happen. But in the interest of public safety, if a state like New York wants to have red flag laws where the local authorities, upon showing just cause, they have to produce evidence to a judge, you have to get a warrant, then they should have red flag laws. Okay, but they can't just march in and take the guns. They got to show the threat. Got to have a warrant, but it should be done by the states. Mike Saxon, Verona, Wisconsin, and Bill, thank you for speaking out about Jane's Revenge and the vandalism, firebombings of pro-life pregnancy facilities, not to mention desecration of Catholic churches. If they were Planned Parenthood centers, it would be the top of the news, of course. There's no doubt anymore; everybody knows it that the media is corrupt at a very, very high level, and you all know that. That's why you're here watching me and listening to me. That's the reason. You know you're going to get jobbed on those corporate media outlets. They're not gonna tell you the truth about anything. Joe Martiarlo, New Windsor, New York, Bill regarding It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World, hurrah. In the Army that means anything but no, you are spot on. That is my new column. It is a mad, 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 mad world. Remember the movie, nineteen sixty three? Jonathan Winner, Spencer Tracy. Entertaining movie, a little dopey now to watch it, but you know, but that's what the column is based on. Uh, it's about Joe Biden, by the way. Uh, Mike Paterney, Missoula, Montana. Nice town, the university there. Well, heard your report of price gouging by oil companies and a high cost of restaurant meals. Do you think the government should step in and set those prices? No. You can't have government setting prices. No. You just don't buy. Think you're getting a bad deal? Don't buy. That'll get those prices down. Diego Cusco, Miami, Florida. I just want to thank you for helping me save money. That's why we are here, Diego. After your encouragement on the No Spin News, in the spring, I bought flights for my honeymoon in July. Since then, flight costs have increased four times. Diego, congratulations on your marriage, and I'm glad you saved money, and I'm glad you're watching and listening to No Spin News, because we will save you money in this terrible inflationary time. Spread the word. Leslie, i liked your final thought on money. I went to the store to buy potato chips. They were $5 a bag. I refused to buy them. I hope they all go stale. Popcorn, best bet. You pop it. You get the popcorn, you put a little pan, you pop it. Best bet. Uh, Evan Dallas, Florence, Kentucky. Bill, thanks for your coverage of the moral decline in America. I am a music minister at my church. I'm leading a special service on July 3rd, celebrating our freedom. I will use some of the content in my message. Okay, I'm glad you guys are on board with this. We are doing, I think, very excellent work showing you what the truth of the matter is. Word of the day, do not be a troglodyte. That is a great word. T-R-O-G-L-O-D-Y-T-E. Don't be a troglodyte. Back with a final thought about a confrontation I had in 7-Eleven
1: Actually, a lot. So
0: sign up now at Chumbacasino.com. That's Chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: Okay, here is the final thought. Now, I'm a regular guy. I know some people don't believe that, but I am. I, I just do what you do. So, uh... This is 7 Eleven in uh, my town, and I get the newspapers in there. They have pretty good coffee in there, too. And they don't kill you. It's not like Starbucks or one of these dopey designer things. And, you know, it's all right. I'm not a big coffee drinker once in a while. And I pick up some stuff uh, at 7 Eleven. So I'm on a checkout line. It's all migrants behind a counter, okay? And I go and I mistakenly paid more than I should have for what I had, for my items. I didn't know it because the two of the bills were stuck together. And so the young adult, maybe he's 25, Hispanic guy, he goes, you gave me too much money. And I looked at it and he he said, I said, well, thank you. And he looked at me and he just nodded. And then I said to everybody in 7-Eleven, And this is, you know, I'm kind of obnoxious. You know that. I said, attention. And everybody turned around. Many of them knew who I was. I said, this is an honest man. You are looking at an honest man right back here. And the kid, I don't know his English was that well, that that good, or, you know, if you knew. But he knew I was saying something good about him. I said, and then I said to the employees, I said, this guy could have taken that extra money and put it in his pocket. He did not. And so everybody's in place. They didn't know what to say. Now, why did I do that? And I told this to the urchins when they took me out to Father's Day dinner last night. But they didn't really take me out because I paid. <laughs> but anyway, they wanted to go out, I think, because I knew I would pay. I told them this story. And I said, why, why do you think I did that? And they looked and and one of them said, well, because most of the time people are complaining about the help in 7-Eleven and other service stores. I said that's exactly right. So all these people here all day is bad things, negative things. And I'm I'm guilty of that sometimes. If I get bad service or something going wrong, hey, let's go. When it good happens, no matter where it is, make a big deal out of it. Make a positive deal out of it. That's only fair. If you're going to complain, and again, I do, then when somebody does something good, you're compelled to compliment a person, right? So I was happy. The kid behind the counter was really happy. and I, I gave him a little tip. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News tonight. We'll see you tomorrow.